Pew, 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 pew. Welcome, welcome back to the 1% Challenge Podcast. I am your co-host, Mag DL. And I'm Steve. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about goal setting and what uh, you can accomplish with your goals. First, you got to have your dream, then you got to have your mentor, and then you have to have some goals. Um, first, though, let's talk a little bit about our endeavors in the market this week. Dude, man, so remember last week I was saying I was like on a winning streak, man? Yeah. Like literally, <laughs> I got so mad. I literally lost. I, I'm still in the green. Don't get me wrong. I'm still in the green. But like the losses that I've taken, I'm upset because I thought I was going to win forever. Especially today. Um, I can't remember the ticker. I don't want to remember the daggone freaking ticker. Oh, do you want me to remember it for you? The no, one that you sent me today? A-E-H-R. Freaking, man, it was like that's how it makes me feel. Um, <laughs> but dude, like I, I was so sold on it. It was it was a higher float, so you know, it was trending and you know, had the pattern, it had the news, it had everything. Yep. Right? 52 week highs, but like the thing literally just dropped. And you know what's crazy? I was profitable, but I got greedy because I normally take about 15, 20 per, or 20 cent gain per share. It was at like 25, 30 cent gain. And I was like, you know what? This thing could possibly hit four dollars. Let me get 50 cent share gain, right? Yep. I put my price target at 405. It got to 380. I was convinced that thing was gonna hit 405. Especially by the end of the day, if it held VWAP, man. Think spikes up, gets to 375, 379, 380 for the high of the day. And like not even 20, 30 minutes later, man, as another spike comes up, literally a second later, it goes from like 375 to three bucks in like a tenth of a second. I was <laughs> hot, dude. Heated. But luckily. <laughs> I almost followed you into that trade. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> luckily, when we were talking about trail stops, I literally had a, I set a trail stop. I was like 25 cents from my entry point. I'm willing to lose because I was convinced it was going to hit $4. So, you know, two to one risk reward ratio. So I was like, all right, it's going to hit $4. And as it was climbing, it was, you know, minimizing my losses. So yep. once that spike happened, I actually took, um, I think it, it took a lot. I entered at $3.55 a share. And then um, Sounds like you I lost got out about five. No, I lost twelve bucks today. Okay. So I got out at like three forty four or something like that. Um, you know, again, my stop was at three thirty five. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm willing to risk, you know, about twenty twenty five cents a share. But you know, it, it cut, it, it minimized the risk. So I'm happy about it. It was a trail stop. Had it gone higher, it would have just followed the stock price higher. Because I've been finding them lately. I send them to you, and the ones that like. I just take the 20, 20 cent a share gains. It goes up like another five, six dollars in a day. And I'm like, dude, man, I could I can capitalize on that. But this one it didn't happen. Sure. You won't always win them all. I had a fun one this week too. Um you, re you remember this one. L L C L P. Yeah, Lance Corporal almost. That's, that's how I remember it. <laughs> almost. L C P L. That's what it is. Go ahead. I do. I give I give all the tickers if I can come up with like something that resonates with me like i'll make a word out of it if it if it's already not an abbreviation for something all right so i bought this one like two months ago um you know i i play with some penny stacks i play with some regular stacks i play with forex i play with options i play i do lots of different strategies 
Um, it's probably why I'm not as successful as Mag over here. <laughs> um, however, this one, I was negative 78 cents. Or 78%. Oh, jeez. On, I think it was Monday. Okay. When did I start texting you about that? I think it was Tuesday when I started texting you about that. Yeah, yeah, because you sent me a screenshot. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Tuesday. On Monday, negative 78%. On Tuesday, I'm plus 50% when I sell. In order for that to happen, the stock had to go 500% just for me to get there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my blessing. I thought this one was going to be a loser permanently. Um, since it's a high risk, high reward for me, I take 100% loss on my penny stocks in 200% gain. Um, that gives me a 2 to 1 risk reward, but... You need to really manage your money if you're going to expect something to go to zero. So, you know, you're taking smaller positions when you're doing something like that. So anyway, um, stocks, negative 78 goes to 500. I go, you know what? This has to be it for the day. <laughs> it has to be it for the day. It can't, go any, it can't get any better. It cannot get any better. I'm, I'm in a profit, so I sell. And I think I sold it like. 9.50 something or I, I don't know exactly the time I was like later in the day I go back and look at it I'm shocked completely flabbergasted <laughs> it's a 1200% gain <laughs> I couldn't believe it so I'm like oh my goodness this is silly uh, I, I lost I, I missed out on another 50% gain from where I was yeah. which would have doubled my initial investment I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. And then uh, at the end of the day, I finally looked at it. It had maxed out at a 2,000% gain in one single day. Dude. I mean, we talk about it often, okay? Folks, we're not trying to get too off topic, but it's, we're still on topic, okay? You know, the 1% challenge of trying to get better, right? Right. You had a strategy. I did. You stuck to your strategy. Correct. You took profits. I took profit that I was you, expecting you, was a loss. Exactly. You expected was a loss, but nonetheless, you took profit. Correct. So that right there is something that not only needs to be recognized, it also needs to be celebrated. Because as long as you take profit, it's a good day. Absolutely. All right. You take a loss, you start doubting yourself. You start second guessing your strategy. You try to convince yourself of, you know what? It can go higher. Let me hold a little bit longer when it could have been an even bigger loss than what you originally thought it was going to be. Right. So, I mean, part of this whole thing, this whole podcast that we're setting up, this, you know, your, your situation with the stock market is just that. You had a plan. You stuck with it. And though you missed out <laughs> on a big chunk, you know, uh, uh, of the, the a big slice of the pie, uh, there was a lot left on the table. You still walked away with something in your pocket. Right. And that's I walked away with so much better than I was expecting on Monday. Yeah. Monday, I, I was like, you know what? This is a loss. I lost my money. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, you walk away, man. Like, like I said, man, I was on such a winning streak, dude. Like, I could not believe it. Like, I started... This is when I knew I got too cocky. There's this one stock, the first stock, I can't even remember what it was, that didn't, like, that, that I took my first loss in a very long time. Like... It just hit the pattern. I didn't even look for news. I didn't even look at the flow. I just saw the technical chart and I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm buying in at this, exiting at this. 
Same exact thing happened. It spikes up, boom, shoots right back down. I'm like, did not stick to my strategy. Did not meet, check off all the boxes. I didn't even know what the stock did or what it was or nothing like that. Took a loss. I did it again. Being freaking stupid. Took a bigger loss. So, just a little uh, humbling situation where, you know, kind of put me in my place so I can focus and just get back on track, man. Absolutely. I've been testing out a new strategy, too, for the Forex market. <clears throat> I've been playing with real money for a little bit, and then uh, I've just been kind of eating through and not profiting well because of the way that I've been structuring my trades. Um, so I restructured my strategy, and it's now working pretty good. I've had three or four um, pretty good successful trades with it with a couple losses. Um, I was trying today to shorten the time frame because I like, I would prefer to see a handful more um, short-term trades where I'm in for like maybe one, two hours at the most um, and see if I could get something working like that. But I think I ended up with like 10 or 12 bad trades because I was trying to shorten that time frame. All right, all right. As soon as I re-expanded the time frame using the same exact strategy, I have, I'm up like $2 on one, uh, I'm, I'm up on United States dollar versus the Canadian dollar. Um, and that one I actually took live because I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and take it uh, instead of paper trading. I was paper trading the, the shorter time frame. Yeah. I lost like 15 bucks <laughs> like that. So, oh, man. <clears throat> but anyway. It's still, yeah, it's still, you know, it was still a work in progress. Like you said, we're only right. getting better. Um, I think last week we talked about, and, and again, folks, we're sorry. We got off topic. It, you know, it's just something that we're truly passionate about. We're just trying to get better at it. Uh, we're going to try to master the market. Um, even though I don't think it's, you can master it. Okay. It's a living, you can master breathing, the probabilities is you, all you can do. You can master yourself. That's it. Learn to master yourself within the markets. You can never control it. Um, but last week we talked about, um, you know, finding a mentor, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then, you know, you, you, not only finding a mentor, you know, you're just adding on, right? You're adding on to, um, these these things are you know habits tendencies to you know help you become that one percent better um and i don't know if any of you like were able to leave a review to kind of let us know who your mentor was what you end up doing um who that person is what they do just to share it with us um or just with anybody else who may be in the same situation and how you actually you know ended up getting to that mentor um but one of the things that you know i did like my mentor is just like getting more into it. Um, and it's dealing with the stock market, believe it or not. Um, I have a mentor for the stock market. It's no person that I talk to directly. Um, he has a social media page that I follow Tim Bowen, um, with stocks to trade, which, you know, not a, again, not a plug here, but man, I've used their, their software and their platform. It's legit. It's just too rich for my blood right now. <clears throat> um, but man, like I, it's something that I dedicated to myself every morning, eight 30, they do a pre-market prep session. All right, they got their scanners up, they go over everything, the reasons why a stock may move, possible entry point, possible exit point, you know, so um, that was like my mentor. I don't know if you have one or, you know, you kind of stuck with the plan. Uh, so, uh, you know, one of my favorite, uh, strictly from 
a stock market perspective is Trading Rush YouTube channel. Um, he is, I know him. He's the guy with like the long hair, right? With the beard and the goatee, glasses. I have no clue what he looks like. Oh, okay. He, he does a robotic voice. Oh in no, all never his mind. Videos. This dude <clears throat> is amazing. If you want to, I'm the numbers guy. I have a degree in physics. Man, math is my strong suit. And he speaks to that. He speaks to the probability. He speaks to the math. He just he's he lays it all out. He'll do he'll do back testing on a whole host of different strategies. So you can go on his channel, look for any strategy you want, he'll have it, and you can examine it, you can de decide whether or not you like it, um, if you want to use it. But the real important part of the study with him is that you're getting the probability of the stock trading um, process. So let's say, let's say my trading strategy only gives me a 42% return rate. I can associate my risk reward ratio to that win rate so that I'm constantly making money with that probability. And he goes through all that and that's that's really cool. I really enjoy that um, from that perspective. Um, and then he, he goes through, he did one study recently where he went back through and looked at all of his uh, all the different uh, strategies that he he tested, back tested. He back tests each one a hundred times to see how it does, and he found that um, I want to say it's like eighty-seven percent of all the strategies are profitable. Eighty-seven percent. Solid. And it it really plays to the fact that strategies don't blow up accounts. It's people who blow up accounts. Yeah. Um, he really drove home another video I just watched of his yesterday was um, he purposely tried to make the worst possible strategy he could make and he still was not able to blow up his account in 100 trades so it's all money management it's all strategy if you can if you do your trades and you you sit there and you 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 analyze them at the end of the day you've done 100 trades what was your win rate? What was your loss rate? Did you follow consistently? If you didn't follow consistently, that is not your strategy's fault. That is on your you. Fault all day, every day. Every single time. So last night, I, I played um, United States dollar and the Canadian dollar. Same exact way that I played it today. Unfortunately, last night, I set my stops in the wrong time frame. So I got stopped out two or three times. I was like, this is a good trade. I know it's a good trade. Why am I doing it wrong? And today I saw it. I was like, I'm doing the wrong time frame. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Yeah. So I'm in that trade again and it's profitable for me right now. Nice. Um, nice. So if, if you're losing on your trades, if, if stocks are your thing, then look at your strategy. Are you following it? If you're not following it, start there. Get back on track. Follow your strategy. Yeah. Um, that that ties in perfectly too to like what we were talking about last week with like goal setting. You know, set a goal. Right. Right. Your goal is to you know do this strategy, see if it works out. Right. Right. It's not working. Sometimes you know you gotta you gotta take a step back and reassess. Just because it's not working, what a lot of people are actually doing, man, because we live in this world of 
uh, in society, you know, I got to do it and it's got to be done right and right now, right? I, I felt guilty of that. If I go something, it's got to get done right now. Sometimes, I, listen, <laughs> sometimes, man, like in all seriousness, that's like, like my biggest fallback where it's like, it's got to get done right now. This applies to my relationships. Like whenever I was in a relationship, man, if I ever had a disagreement, an argument with, you know, my significant other, let's get to the bottom of this right now. Let's talk when in all actuality, that just sometimes makes things worse because now you're arguing, you're forcing, you're pushing it. No one can think straight when you kind of need to take a step back, reassess the situation and then be able to, okay, you know what? Here are the key points. This is where I'm messing up and then approach it again so that you can get to that end goal, which is what you did, right? You had a strategy, you know, you wanted to see if it worked. It wasn't working. You took a second, you stepped back and realized, holy crap, it's the wrong time frame. Right. Right. This, this again, literally applies to life and anyone that's trying to get that 1% better, which again, folks, we truly apologize veering off and just focusing on stocks. I'm trying to bring it back here with, <laughs> you know, just, you know, focusing on the 1% challenge and stuff like that. But that, that applies to life, right? Steve was talking about it. You set a goal, okay? Keep your eye on the target. The quickest route uh, from point A to point B is a straight line. But in reality, nothing ever, ever goes according to plan, right? right? You're going to veer left. You're going to take a step back. You're going to veer right. But as long as you keep focusing on that goal and you stick to it, You'll see what you need to do to overcome and get back on track so that you can get one step closer, become that 1% better. All right. Like I'll give you an example. So I know last week's, um, I guess, challenge was to find a mentor, right? Right. I went on vacation. I just kind of came back from vacation. Uh, we went on this, this, she called it a baby moon. It's like a honeymoon, but before the baby arrives. Okay. It's a new thing. I'm 34 years old. Never heard of such a thing. I actually ended up Googling it. That thing's been happening since 1984, according okay. to Google. All right. Of course, Google is right. So my goal, like me and this girl do not talk. I am trying my best to have an effective, open, communicative relationship for our son. Like, I'm so serious, man. Like she will talk to anybody else. No problem. But when it comes to me, she just shuts down. No conversation, period. Now, I don't know if she's angry at me because, you know, I broke up with her and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we can't have an effective communicative relationship to do what's in the best interest of our son. Right. So when I tell you I'm trying everything, man, like I know she doesn't like to talk. I don't text her. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Like, I, you know, I don't blow her phone up. I do check on her well-being. All right. I ask her if she's doing OK, how she's feeling. Dude, man, I was telling you this earlier before we even turned this on. All right. She will reply with a an emoji, right? I'll say, hey, hope all is well. Please let my son, my son know that I love him. You know, I want like I'm a firm believer, man. If like you want to do something, you gotta put forth that effort. You gotta practice how you're gonna play. Right. Right? So once my son is born, I've already got a habit of every single day I'm making sure I'm telling my son that I love him. I'm going to use words to encourage him. And, you know, he's going to be living over there sometimes. He's going to be living over in my house sometimes, right? Like, right. I don't want a gap or a day to ever go without my son never knowing that, hey, I never told him I loved him tonight. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm a firm believer. Practice how you're going to play. So I'm doing that right now. Please let my son know that I love him. Um, hope you're feeling well. She will never respond with the okay. 
She knows that I pray. I believe in God, right? Please, you know, say a prayer for my son, right? She doesn't have to agree. I'm not trying to force my religion on her, but I'm trying to put myself in her shoes to where if she asks me of something, I would assume that she would expect it in return. Mm-hmm. Hey, make sure, you know, he does his homework tonight or make sure he does this. Something that she's asking of me to make sure that she follows through, right? It's something right. that she believes in, something that she wants that'll be in the best interest of our son. Wait, hang on. Are you saying you don't believe in doing homework? No, I believe in homework. <laughs> I believe in homework. What I'm saying is, is you know, <laughs> I understand. She, I, 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 it's just habits, okay? No, no football player, uh, football player ever learned or decided to learn how to play football if they only got the opportunity to get to the Super Bowl, right? right. No, you gotta, you gotta start from a young age. Play football. You gotta take losses, take hits, get defeated to learn the struggle and the sacrifices and what it takes to actually earn your way to get to the Super Bowl. Same thing in fighting. No, you know, world champion ever just got a title shot, won the championship belt. You know what I mean? Like they, they put the blood, the sweat, the tears into that, right? So I'm not only trying to show by example that, hey, I'm going to be, though we're not together, you know, me and you don't, we, we don't work out. You, you know, my opinion is, she can't effectively like express herself, right? Yep. She's she's working on that, so she says, right? But I'm a firm believer, man. Practice how you're gonna play. If you want to have an effective, communicative relationship, our son is not a business transaction, right? All right. I should like I want our son to see what an effective, communicative relationship is when you know though we are not together. I want to be able to bring my son, and I told her this. I was like, listen, I want to be able to bring our son, like, after he spends a few days with me, hey, guess where I'm taking you? Who's that at the door? Who's that? You know, get him hyped to see his mom. I don't want to just drop him off. Here he is. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, that truly frustrates me that when I send her a text message, hey, hope you're feeling well. How you feeling? She responds with an emoji, like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Right. Bro, like, that's not talking. That stuff, like, when I tell you it frustrates the mess out of me, dude, like, I'm getting mad just thinking about this stuff. Like, like, bro, I'm so heated right now because I'm 34 sure. years old, and I thought that by learning from everybody else's mistakes, families, friends, other people just in general, where if you don't do it God's way, the biblical way, I mean, you, you got to suffer the consequences, which is what I'm suffering now. She's yep. a smart chick, man. She's, like, legitimately smart. She's got her master's degree. She's got her license uh, in social work, so... I know she has a heart in there somewhere. You know what I mean? For sure. But the fact that like she's not practicing how she's going to play, she for some reason and, and I'm all about being proven wrong, all right? If after she gives birth to our son, all of a sudden she's texting me, "Hey Mag, how you doing? Hope all is well. Listen, I wanted to talk about, you know, the birthday that's coming up. Or I wanted to talk about maybe you, me and him, we can just go to the park so that he can see us together as a unit. You bring your whoever you're dating, I'll bring whoever I'm dating, and he can see that we're a family. Because again, it takes a village, right? Yeah. I'm all about that stuff. But, dude, she, she's, she it, may even say, you know what, Mags, it's been a week since I've gotten a good night's sleep. Take him for a night because I can't sleep at all because he's up all night. He's crying. Bro, and blah, I don't blah, care. Blah, 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 I'm blah, blah. about that. But, like, like, bro, like, Use your words. That's the only, that is the only way that you can build an effective, communicative relationship, man. Absolutely. Like, me being a guy, 
If I were to tell that to another guy, I'd be like, open your mouth, right. say something, right? right? You can't, you can't tell that to, to you know, to her. I don't want to say sure. females in general, but because it sounds like I'm freaking a chauvinistic pig, right? Wow. Hey, I learned that one. Yeah, that's it. I, had, I Googled that one. <laughs> but, like, I'm serious. Like, you, if a guy's not doing something, you approach a guy like, bro, stop doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can straight up be blunt, transparent, straightforward. Guy's not going to cry about it, right? No, let's, let's kind of convert this back to some of the things we're talking about. You want clear communication. When we have a strategy, it's clear. It's not just um, if it feels like it's going up, I'm going to buy. If this house feels right, I'll buy it. If this job feels right, I'll buy it. There's clear, distinct things that are on our list that we say is a requirement before we're going to do the next thing. So in your goal setting... You need to have clear language. It can't just be, I'm going to get a better job. What the hell does that mean? (laughs) Is a better job uh, going from McDonald's to Burger King? (laughs) In some instances, that might be true because maybe you've got an abusive boss at McDonald's, but you know that the boss over at Burger King is good. We don't know that from your description, though. Right. It doesn't necessarily even have to be Burger King. It can just be, I want a new job where my boss is not abusive to me. Done. That That's is clear. so much That's more clear, clear than I want a better job. That's clear as day. That's clear as day. And then when you see that and you write it out, you now know exactly what you're looking for. Right. right? It's kind of like, again, having that goal, you now see the goal. Now, what do you do to get there? Right. Burger King to McDonald's. Gotta leave Burger King. So I'm quitting my job. Now I'm going to McDonald's. Right. You may not get hired at that McDonald's, but you know McDonald's employers encourage you and help you get to that next level. So go to another McDonald's. Right. So on and so forth, right? Right. It's that goal setting. You may not get, you know, straight there, but you got your eye on the prize. And not to get too off topic, because like I struck my own nerve when I was talking about this. <laughs> I this, know this you lady, were so like, trying to pull you back listen, in. I, I don't know if that means I love her that much, man, but Bro, like I'm, I just want, I just want to be cordial. I just want to be good, man. Like I know it's gonna take some, some, you know, struggles, trials, and tribulations, man. But <laughs> I don't have time for one, that. He's tell me one thing that isn't worth it that doesn't take trials, struggles, suffering, pain. Oh, everything, everything. If you want to, let's say you wanted to, um, let, let's say you're skinny, scrawny. You wanna, you wanna start deadlifting, uh, four hundred fifty pounds. You gotta That's your goal. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to just go into the gym, put four hundred fifty pounds on a rack? Oh, no, and, and that's the that shit? thing, dude. That's the thing. Look, you're tra- you're getting my listen. You're raising my blood pressure. Okay, you get my you get my my levels high. All right. My dad my dad used to always say some stuff, and this is only something that family members will get. Um, hopefully my brothers are listening to this. Um, but my dad will he'll, he'll get hyped. And he'll be like, ah, my arm. He'll blame everything on his arm, right? It's, it's so weird. It's so weird, dude. Like, yo, you randomly do that. Uh, but <laughs> what I was trying to get back to when I was talking about, you know, setting the goals, I know last week we talked about setting the goal uh, of finding that mentor. I was yes. getting ready to go on vacation, and my goal 
was to make sure I, pay, you know, I paid for everything minus the flight. She used her her free flyer miles okay. or whatever that she had, which I'm appreciative of. So she she pitched in, paid the flight. I paid for everything else. She's carrying our first son, and like I know she's pregnant, so I'm gonna make sure that she just enjoys herself. That's the only reason we're doing this because I want to make her truly happy and comfortable and show her like, yo, I'm here no matter what. We don't. You could hate me. You can never deny, you can never doubt my contribution and my, my you know, efforts letting you know that I'm, I'm always going to be here no matter what through thick and thin, right? Because, right. again, you practice how you're going to play. So my goal for myself last week when going into this vacation was to make sure that we did not argue. She was comfortable and I wasn't, it sucks, but I wasn't me. I purposely made sure that I wasn't too hyped, too energetic so that, she can enjoy herself so that she didn't feel overwhelmed or pressured or anything like that. She was just relaxing. And true story, man, like we actually had a really good time. We didn't talk, right? We didn't run conversation. But the highlight was the fact that we did not argue. Yeah. Dude, when I tell you that was such a huge accomplishment, we were out and about and we had breakfast at this one diner. And I truly feel like People were staring at us because, like, we were the only one in that diner who were, like, a foot away from each other. Like, it was a small table, so it was, like, you know, it's designed to an intimate, not, like, romantic, but, like, you're meant to have conversation in this establishment. It's close-knit. It's tight. You know? It's meant for people to bond and connect, right? Yeah. We were the only ones not talking in that entire restaurant, bro. And I take that as a win because we were not arguing. Though I was frustrated... I guarantee that if it was anybody else, she can find something to talk about. Sure. You know what I mean? And I get it. It's hard. Cool. I'm the child's father. She dislikes me. She's pregnant. Whatever excuse you want to have. At the end of the day, nothing that is worth fighting for is ever easy. Absolutely. <clears throat> I agree with that 100%. So I take that as a win. That was my 1% at getting better. We're out there. I got fat, nasty, man. I like taking care of my health. But uh man, everybody yeah, you, you in Virginia. Today, hush, all right. Everybody in uh we went to Virginia Beach. <clears throat> all right. All she wanted to do was literally just wiggle her toes in the sand and just be on the beach. That's all she wanted to do. She got bathing suits and stuff, show off her belly. She got in the sun. She, you know, that's literally all we did and ate. And then she slept a bunch of times, you know. I went, got picked up food. We had a nice little Airbnb, which the Airbnb spot was real nice. It was literally meant for like couples, like two individuals, anything more than two people was crowded. It was like, you know, like, um, it was a, it was a garage that was turned into an Airbnb. You're really selling it. Nah, it was dope. (laughs) It was really dope. I'm not gonna lie. It was like comfy. It was cozy. It was quiet. And it was like smack center in the middle of everything so if you wanted the nightlife you can go right around the corner if you wanted the shopping right around the corner the beach sure. right around the corner all the restaurants right around the, everything literally in walking distance but we walked everywhere because she's not walking anywhere <laughs> yep. so we drove <clears throat> um but man had a good time like she actually smiled you know which was like dope i'm glad she smiled she had a good time i'm i'm, I'm honestly i i am appreciative of the fact that not only did we not argue, like, I just saw a smile on her face, man. Like, that yep. right there just made me happy. And, like, she she feels better. Because, you know, I'm not, I have no idea what it's like to carry a child. I cannot. I do not know. 
I have my own struggles. I can't compare anything to it because I've never experienced it, but I can't imagine it's easy with two feelings like the baby feels, the baby knows, it can hear, it can do all of that stuff. You know what I mean? And right. like you got two feelings and emotions going through one body right now. So I, I, I can't imagine that. So right. I'm glad she was happy. That was my, you know, 1% in that aspect. In addition to finding a mentor, you know, stacking these habits that we're talking about here. Um, I got better at that, man, and I'm and I'm I'm super proud of it, man. Super proud of it. So you got a new mentor this week as well? No, it's the it's the same okay. mentor. I just okay. started pursuing him. Like, I almost said started. I've just sure. been okay, consistent. Okay. You're being more consistent, listening to your mentor. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. So, um, getting into goal setting, uh, <clears throat> kind of where I've gotten from from not being successful to financially comfortable. Um, I was manager at McDonald's with my son, um, and wife being stay at home because it was more expensive to actually send her to work, have him drop to daycare, um, you know, you take into consideration daycare costs, um, driving, uh, wear and tear on the vehicle. It's like, okay, we're losing $20 a week for you to go to work. Go ahead and stay home. So I'm working at McDonald's. Not making a ton of money. I'm sure you guys can all know. I'm not going to say what minimum wage was when I was working there. But I wasn't making much over it, okay? <laughs> um, living in an apartment. Money is tight. I then decide I'm going to give car sales a shot. Because I hear that you can make a lot of money doing that. Well, I'm not the best salesman. <laughs> uh Give me a bunch of engineers, I could probably sell 80% of them. <laughs> but every other person, it's like, they want to shoot the shit. They want to have a conversation with you. And honestly, I just wanted to make sure that they were in the right car. And if they weren't, then see you later. Right. And I think I lost out on a lot of sales because of that. Um, and I just didn't really like getting in front of people. You know, I if uh, if I had to do sales today, right now. Somebody threw me back in a car lot. I wouldn't even be on the car lot. I'd be finding every single engineering company around town, and I'd be going visiting every single engineer, giving them donuts, giving them pizzas, bringing, doing marketing that way, leaving my cards, and saying, hey, I was an engineer, blah, 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 blah. What, what kind of vehicles do you like? I can let you know if anything comes in. And I'd be networking that way because I sell engineers. Engineers... <laughs> And me, we just communicate <laughs> so well. We just connect on on a different level. Um, but anyway, I tried car sales. Wasn't any good at it. I went to um, be a store manager at, at a vacuum cleaner store. That went okay for a while. But I realized it's still not what I wanted to do. I was making a little bit more money from McDonald's. I made a little bit more at the car sales and I went through like seven or eight places you know how it goes when people aren't that good at the job <laughs> they last later. about they last about two months and then they're gone yeah. <laughs> um, I moved over into the store management position I made slightly more money than I was making it at, at uh, the car sales I realized I really don't want to do do retail anymore retail is not for me People being mad at me, like, 
for something that's completely out of my control. I didn't do anything. You broke the vacuum cleaner. I don't know why you decided to vacuum up stones. Like, you're not <laughs> supposed to do that. Um, so I hadn't quite finished my degree at that point. I had dropped out because I had my son before I was done with school, and it was just too much. Um, I decided to go back to school and finish my degree while I was that store manager. Um, I finished up my degree and it took me about six months from that time of completing my degree to get my first engineering position. So from McDonald's, McDonald's was from like 2009 to 2011. 2011 to about 2012 was car dealerships. 2012 to 2014 was me finishing my degree and being a store manager. Um, and then from 2014 to 2016 was my first engineer position. So if we look at that, that's a total of six years from me to go from broke to slightly less broke. <laughs> and by slightly less, I mean slightly less. <laughs> I almost was better off staying at McDonald's and collecting my raises for that time frame. Oh, man. But then I got laid off at that job. They lost a huge contract. and I was on a conversation that I should not have been on. So I had my resume all prepared. I was already starting sending out <laughs> resumes and everything. And I lose my job. From 2016 to 2017, early 2017, end of 2016 is where I lost my job. November time frame. Uh, I heard Habakkuk 3.17 through the end through our jujitsu because I had started jujitsu at that time. One of the best verses. I'm not, I can't memorize, I don't have it memorized. Um, when you start talking, I'll go grab a Bible and I'll, I'll read it. But um, it helped me through that period. I got my new job in February and I didn't start till March. Um, very blessed my church um, the money worked out perfectly like I didn't have to ask or borrow for any money until my last week on unemployed or on my last week that I was unemployed I asked my church and I said guys I'm short 400 bucks can I get a loan I'm starting my job next week I'll be able to start paying you guys back you know by uh, March April and I'll start paying you guys back in April if that's okay. My pastor says, okay, I got to check our finances. I'll call you back. He calls me back later that night and he says, okay, Steve, here's the deal. We got the money for you, but you can't pay us back. It's, it's got, you got to accept it as a gift. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That works. <laughs> that's the Lord working. Yeah. So I had... I made it through the entire time of being on unemployment without needing a single dollar. The Lord provided for everything from from the end of November till March when I started my job so that I could just focus on getting my new position. So let me ask you this, because we're trying to bring this back and make it relatable to a lot of people to kind of like, you know, put themselves in, you know, or put yourselves in their shoes, or vice versa. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Um, at what point? Through all those jobs, 
did you get to the point where like you had that epiphany, like enough was enough. Like I'm over this. I need to get better. Like I'm tired of just hitting my head against the wall and, and expecting the wall to break down. You know, at what point did you realize if I take one step to the left, I can pass the wall and keep moving forward. So at each place, so at McDonald's, I moved to the next position for, um, to car sales because I said, at least the opportunities there. McDonald's, it was just going to be a career path where you just make a 25 cent raise every six months or whatever it was. Um, and maybe inflation and you get minimum wage increases over that time. No matter what, it was going to be a very slow, very awful, very painful <laughs> process to, to become successful there. Right. So I said, at least I have the opportunity with commissions to become better, right. to, to really set myself apart. So I took that risk. Um, my wife always is always scared when I take a risk like that, where I leave a position in order to take a new one. Because it is risky, it, it it that's that's the definition of risk. You're you're changing something that's comfortable for something unknown. I didn't know what was going to happen. Turned out I was awful at sales. I kept saying for for that year and a half period that I was in car sales, oh I'm just bad at car sales, or this is just a bad dealership. If the dealership advertised better, if if I get a little bit more training, I'll do better. If blah 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 blah. I kept making excuses, um, and I never really found my niche during that period. Right. Had I had the first two weeks, I realized in car sales, I sell really, really, really well to engineers. I need to just focus on that market and really go after it. I'd probably be doing $100,000 a year worth of car sales this year, or ever since then, just by focusing in on that target market. But I never did that, and it made me go, okay, maybe maybe I need to just try something completely different. And at the end of the road, I said, all right, I'm going to try something completely new. And I went into the store management. And then from there, um, I had this one day, rock star day. It was a Sunday. It's a shortened time frame. We normally were open like eight or nine hours a day. Our Sundays were like four or five hours. I sold the moon to anybody who walked in that door. The store was a complete mess, but I had sold the whole week's worth of revenue. So Monday through Sunday, Saturday, I sold twice that on Sunday. So let's call it 5,000 Monday through, through Saturday. I sold 10000 on Sunday. Nice. I was, I was like, yes, this is going to be a good commission check. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I'm cleaning up at like 4 or 5 o'clock. The owner comes in and he just starts going off on me. The store's a mess. I can't believe you let it get like this. You should never have a store looking like this. What if a customer walked in? Blah, 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 blah. And right then and there, I was just like, you know what? He doesn't. He didn't even look at the sales today to realize that I just made a freaking killing for him today. Right. All he wants to do is go off. I don't want to be in this environment anymore. So I I um, did my best to kind of keep my head in the game while I was there, while I finished my school. Um, I eventually finished and go into my next position in engineering. I loved it ever since. Um, 
So what? So was it? So are you saying that at when when uh, the manager, the owner, whatever, kind of was yelling at you? Was that was that the uh, the I guess your epiphany moment? That was my was epiphany like, right, where you know what? where I was just like, after that is when I decided to go back to school and finish my degree because I knew I didn't want to be in these retail positions where um, you're going to have somebody who's just going to go off on you like a gun and not have a good reasonable explanation and then when you try and defend yourself they they just want to almost hold it over you that they could fire you at any time right it's like okay well why don't we use some facts and logic here so i went to do that degree because i knew i'd be in more of an environment where it would just be logic and facts and that's how things would would fall <clears throat> yeah man that's good man that's good it's kind of and it took me it took me a full 10 years so mcdonald's was 2010 i left that next engineering position in 2020 for my new position and that now i'm finally in a place where i'm like i'm financially comfortable right so it took 10 whole years just for me to get there yeah yeah i mean it, it's still taking i'm not i'm not where you know i want to be neither you nor i are you know where we want to be we're, we're comfortable well, you That's know, what I said, financially comfortable, yeah, but I'm not where I want. Exactly, where we want to be. But, you know, you, like you said, you had that epiphany moment, you know, when, when that manager was like, hey, you can't you clean up, do this, do that. And like, you know, you just didn't, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't deal with it anymore. Right. You know, like my, my situation is like, so you, you know that, you know, both you and I do jujitsu and stuff like that. I was already training at, you know, Paul's gym. I think around the same time you started, you may have been there before. Um, I did. I'm pretty sure you were there before I was. Um, but before that, I was already, you know, competing in boxing since I was five. So I always had the vision of the dream that I was going to be an entertainer. All right. Whether it was through music, uh, believe it or not, I can sing, I can hold a note. Um, <laughs> but through music or through, through, you know, combative sports like boxing, I thought that was like my road to success. Right. And it's funny how you were talking about how you got by up until the last week before you started work. Cause it like, this is the truest statement ever. God provides and he's always on time. Mm -hmm. Right. So I talked uh, a little bit about Bernadette, my 2002 Ford Explorer and like not even kidding. I've been fighting since, like I said, I was five, all right. Competing combatively, you know, box when I was younger, box for the Marine Corps, um, once I got out of the Marine Corps, started competing in MMA as an amateur, um, I truly believed that, you know, with the type of people that I had around me, I can take my amateur career uh, and then transition that into the pro level and then just have that much more success. But um, uh, it was like after my first pro fight, like I went back to training and immediately, without expecting it, not reading, being able to predict the future, fighting is all I've known, dude. Training before work, training after work, putting in hours every day, okay? Rain, you know, summer, fall, winter, running in the snow, all right? Not having a car, having a D freaking uh, WI. Uh, DUI, DUI, I can't remember which one I had, but I got caught <laughs> drinking and driving. They arrested me and I, and I didn't have a license for five years. And um, Sounds like a DWI. Okay, DWI, driving while intoxicated. That's what it is, right? Yep. So... <clears throat> Caught driving, and I really thought, or not, not caught driving. I really thought that you know, 
after going from boxing for the Marine Corps, going into an MMA, <clears throat> I uh, got out of the Marine Corps in 2009. So 2009 is when I started doing MMA. I really thought that with the success I was having as an amateur fighter, I wasn't the best, but I was actually doing pretty good just because of the boxing background. <clears throat> and then partnering with other people to help me become well-rounded in MMA that once I got into the pro level, I really thought that was a clear path towards my success. You know, I already had a following. People recognized who I am. I got the support. I was training with world champions. Like, I really believed that that was, you know, was going to get me to that financial freedom. I always, always thought I was going to be to that point where, like, money would never be an issue. Because I come from money is always an issue. Right. I don't have groceries. I don't have, you know, money for to enjoy myself, you know, right. to eat what I want to eat. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> money was always an issue. So I thought MMA was going to be that that clear path to money never being an issue. And after my first pro fight, get back to training, boom, wake up call, have a concussion. I, I trained too, too soon. I don't know what it was, but I was training with this dude and he was getting ready for his pro fight and we were going hard, but he was a boxer. So we were just focusing on stand-up, just boxing. <clears throat> This dude put me on my ass like three times when we were sparring that day. I think we went like eight, ten rounds or something like that. And uh, been hit in the head, been knocked down, you know, got up. Normal stuff. Next day, I go to jujitsu practice. I lay down on the ground and start stretching. Literally, the room starts spinning. I'm like, whoa, uh, maybe I didn't eat breakfast. I don't know what's going on. I sit up, clears up for a little bit, try to stretch again. Room starts spinning. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Ever since then, migraines, headaches, like this concussion stuff was real for like two solid years. I could not open my eyes. I could not think. I could not like, and I got mad because I couldn't think, which made the headaches even worse. MRIs, CAT scans, like, dude, I'm popping pills. I can't like to this day, I cannot lay my head on a pillow comfortably. Just because, like, the back of my head, I don't even know what the heck is wrong. I'm just still not 100% from what I used to be. Yep. Right? So, at that time, it was like, dude, fighting is all I knew. Right. Like, I truly believe, I would write down on a piece of paper, I will be world champion. I will be world champion. And I made sure that I did that, like, at least every other night. I wrote it 100 times. And I believed it, dude. Like, that was all that was in my mind, dude. Like, even when nobody else would come to the gym, bro... I would literally be in the gym by myself, lifting weights, doing drills, something. Calling Glenn, yeah. hey, what drill should I do? Getting pointers from him. You know, he's not even in New York. You know right. what I mean? He's in Missouri. <clears throat> exactly. And um, I got to that point where I was like, dude, man, like, I got this girl. She she was my girl at the time. We weren't engaged just yet. Um, But this girl, I could really see myself with her. Like, I'm supposed to be the man. I got to provide. Like, I'm like... I can't like not be able to provide and not be the leader of, you know, my household because that's I truly believe that's, you know, how God made me to be right. God how made man to be. <clears throat> so I'm like, what can I do? I got to switch gears, but I can no longer do anything physical. Mm -hmm. It just so happened trading the stock market fell into my lap. Right. So with having the concussion. I couldn't really work during the day because the sunlight was like literally too bright for me and I couldn't open my eyes. So I got a night job um, doing commercial street sweeping for like properties like Walmart and Wegmans and all these parking lots and stuff at night. So 
while doing this, working in these big old machines that were loud, they were bright because we had to have the lights on, the sirens on while we're cleaning. I'm pretty sure you folks seen them if you're driving in the middle of the night, you know, after a club on the weekend or something like that or a night out on the town. You'll see these, you know, street sweepers and parking lots just doing circles and stuff. They're, they're actually cleaning the parking lot that you guys make messes in. Which, by the way, don't be throwing no dirty diapers and stuff in the middle of a parking lot. That's disgusting. Put it in the trash. There's usually a trash can right nearby. Always. Like, you just miss it in the way open parking lot. Like, man, that's disgusting. Man, you don't know how many trash bags and people's, like, laundry and stuff. Just, like, just in the middle of the parking lot, bro. It's disgusting. Especially diapers. That was, like, not a one-time thing. That is, like, in every single night. <laughs> you just got to change your kid's diaper and throw it in the parking lot. Like, disgusting. So, um, But not to get too off topic. Um, So... I'm freaking doing this stuff. And once we clean the site, we have to be on site so that the cameras can see us, like, just see the truck there. So if we clean up early, we just got to sit there, right, before we go to the next site. We can't finish early. So while I'm there, the stock market fell into my lap. And, dude, I'm sitting there. Like, I'm telling you, it was hard to think, man, let alone keep my eyes open. Like, loud noises, being bright with those lights and just thinking gave me a bigger headache and a bigger migraine. But I was like, you know what? Stock market fell into my lap. I was getting fed Timothy Sykes, this one guy. Timothy Sykes, multi-million dollar guy, made his money in penny stocks. We yeah. all love penny stocks. Put all your money into it, you get rich like this guy did, right? right? This is what I thought. But he broke it down, and he was like, listen, this isn't get-rich-overnight scheme, right? You got to put, he literally, you, if you look at his YouTube videos, he's cursing. You got to put in the fucking work. You got to make these sacrifices. You're going to lose money, but you got to learn to cut your losses quickly. That's my number one rule, right? right? So he would always preach that. So I followed him and, you know, long story short, it got to the point where I was like, you know what? This is it. Like, I'm not going to be able to, I don't need to, you know, get beat up anymore. I can relax. I can kind of eat what I want now. Um, but this was like the keys and, and, and the, the, the vehicle that is going to get me to that financial freedom. I still feel I'm destined for something else, some other type of greatness where I'm like meant to inspire somebody to do something great or just encourage people. Like I've been told I'm good with kids. I'll be honest with you. I love kids, man. I think I'm, I, I truly believe like God put me on this earth just to be a father to my son. Like true story. Like mm -hmm. in the Bible, each king had like that one guy that one you know a one buddy that one a one partner that was like dude you're meant to do this let's keep doing this you're gonna be great you know i feel like that's who i am meant to be for my son who was that aaron was that for joseph or uh, moses in the bible if i'm not mistaken i don't know i can't you know confirm nor deny that but i will follow up and i will confirm that at a later date um <laughs> But there's always that one person, you know what I mean? And that's what I feel like I am. Like, as of right now, maybe I'm just really excited about my son being here, man. But <clears throat> I truly believe, like, I'm meant to inspire this dude because I feel like this dude is just going to change the freaking world, right? Yep. Whether God uses me to, you know, instill in him so that he can change the world or he can use me as that example, like, hey, look at this guy. You know, he came from this background. Um, he had this situation and... You know what? Mom does this. Father does this. And he just put in the work. Yep. You know? Like, dude, like, not even kidding me. Like I, like I said, I truly feel like that's what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like meant to be to inspire somebody or just have some type of impact. But the, long story short, man, like, 
not to get too off topic, like at that point, like once I got the concussion, I had to switch gears. And I think that's when I had that epiphany moment. This was back in like, man, it's been how many years since I stopped fighting? Almost like, let me see, four years at that job, four, five, six, seven. So almost about five, six years since my concussion where it was like, all right, what am I going to do? Okay, stock market. What do I have to do? Man, I got notebooks, notebooks, strategies, finding tickers, learning how to research tickers, do all of this stuff to have this kind of be the tool. And with that, when you were talking about how you just made it just until a week before, you know, your your um, unemployment, you know, shut off where you needed to borrow some money. Like I'm a firm believer in God provides at the time that's always just right. <clears throat> so I'm yeah. talking about my 2002 Ford Explorer with Bernadette. And this car was my ex-girlfriend, okay? It was sitting in her mom's driveway for about two, three years because the transmission was shot. It did not drive. So I did a fireworks business. And during the fireworks business, for the two weeks, I made a couple thousand dollars. So a couple thousand dollars, I already paid off my car. We need two cars because we were just one car working two jobs, two different right. jobs. I would make sure that she had the car always. She would drop me off at work two hours early, she would pick me up an hour and a half, almost two hours later. I didn't mind that because being in the military, I can make that sacrifice. I, you know, there's nothing really I'm going to do. Like, I'm not going to complain. I can deal with it better than she could if she would have to wait. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I guess I'm, I know God made it so that I made just enough money to pay for the new transmission, to get the new brakes, the road is all, to get that truck on the road. Right. Right. Which brings me to the point that, you know, once we actually broke up, the sacrifices that need to be made in order to reach that goal of me, for example, specifically wanting to be successful in the stock market and what I need to do to get there, right? So he gave me the money to finish the truck and, or fix the truck. I fixed the truck. Now I'm putting in a position where we broke up. I'm living out of my truck. Now I'm stacking money in that truck that he blessed me with. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like to save up, not only am I able to trade the stock market, but I'm stacking money, Correct. getting better at my finances, making sure that I'm meal prepping, sacrificing, not going out to eat as much because I got to save my money, getting the house, the multifamily so that I can rent out the upstairs right. so that I can get back to doing what like fell into my lap of becoming successful in the stock market. And here we are, like I said, five years later. Just now getting my house this year, February of this year, mm -hmm. and how I'm, I'm consistently profitable now. Right. You know what I mean? With a small account. Right. And it's just going to grow. Like, dude, like. Here's the Bible verse that I wanted to read earlier. This is out of Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will triumph in Yahweh. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Yahweh, my strength. Yahweh, my God, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of deer and enables me to walk on mountains on high. That really helped during my unemployment. It, to me, this verse says, you know, when everything looks like there's nothing there. The, the, for me, my job has been completely taken away from me. 
my financial way to provide for my family had been removed. And that's, that's what this first verse is to me. Everything's gone. Don't worry, because God's got you. We're going to rejoice in his, what he's going to do in my life in these next few months. That's how I looked at it. I didn't look at it as like, a, oh no, my job is gone. I looked at it like, all right, God, you took it away, so you must have something better in plan. You have something better in store. I took a 50% raise from that first engineering position to the second engineering position. I took another 50% raise from that engineering position to my current engineering position. Bowling! That, that is how the Lord will bless you. I left my, sec my second one on purpose. I didn't get let go on that one. But that was my intent, to take that 50% raise. Because that's where I wanted to be in order to be comfortable. Yeah, man. And, and I want to I wanna be clear to like any and all of our listeners, all right? We live in, and these are my words, okay? I feel we live in a very soft society. Yes. Okay? Now, this is my opinion, all right? If you took offense to this, point in case. Uh, <laughs> but I feel we live in a soft society. Now, I want to be clear and, and say that neither myself nor Steve are forcing our religion on you because we will quote the Bible. We will quote, you know, and share our beliefs with you. All right. At the end of the day, this is all about getting 1% better. And this is how we just so happen to become 1% better. Right. But I'll be honest with you, man. If you don't believe in God or you don't have a belief, right? Why not try something new? Right. Why not give it a try? What do you have to lose? Right. Right. We're trying to encourage you to become 1% better. Don't let don't let us talking about God, you know, kind of just scare you. If it does, hey man, we wish you the best in your endeavors and anything that, you know, uh, you know, God decides to bless you with or if you don't believe in God, whoever you believe in. Right. Fine, spaghetti monster, if that's your choice. Yeah, cookie monster, whoever. Mickey Mouse, fine. Um, but at the end of the day, man, like I personally can actually speak from personal experience. I would not be here if I didn't if I didn't trust and believe in God. Yep. Right? That being said, <clears throat> I made all bad decisions when I turned my back on God. I'm still making them. I, I'm dealing with this girl. Okay, so I, I was at the Cheesecake Factory. I was making pretty good money at the Cheesecake Factory, but I didn't know exactly how much. Um, on paper, it was less than McDonald's. But I know I was making more. Okay. But I turned my back on God while I was at the Cheesecake Factory. So telling you about how, how bad my life decisions were, um, I only made bad decisions up until that point. It wasn't until... Um, my salvation while I was at the, um, in the store manager position where my life really started to turn around and do better. Right. <clears throat> I hear you, man. Like, it, it's true, man. It's, it's definitely freaking true, man. And, and just, you know, to continue to work within ourselves, you know, we got to have something that we go to. Yep. We all have to have something that, that is our go-to, but it's a, it's a healthy go-to. You know right. what I mean? Like, a lot of people, and, and this is freaking annoying how clear as day you don't see that this is an unhealthy habit, right? 
a lot of people will freaking go to the bottle, right? Oh, I just want to relax. I don't care if it's just one glass of wine or if it's just one beer. You do that repeatedly over time, you're developing a, a horrible, horrible freaking habit. All right. I found Jesus at the bottom of a bottle, so I, I can kind of speak to it. I'm okay with people who are able to have one drink. That's in a social fine. Setting. But what I'm saying, what I'm my, saying is, my issue was I'd have one and then I'd have thirty. Well, here's here's what I'm talking about: going to a a, a a healthy habit when when you're tired or you're stressed or something's wrong, yep. right? People have bad habits when they tend to do that. Oh, I'm gonna watch TV. Nah, read a book instead. Do sit-ups. Do sit exactly right. If you're gonna watch TV, do sit-ups while you watch TV. Exactly, you can do that. It's, it's definitely doable, especially with the smartphones now. You got this little thing that you can wrap around your neck, and like as you're doing sit-ups, like it never moves from your face. It's zoned <laughs> out, right? Trust me, it said five and below. I got that from a princess. I probably shouldn't have. Uh, but like, all we're saying is, is just find that healthy or that one thing. That can help you become that one percent better. With us, it just so happens to be our belief, right? With 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 me personally, whenever I'm stressed out as well, I, I always I'm always at the gym, man. Mm-hmm. My helping ha- my eating habits aren't the best, though. I meal prep and I eat good for the majority of the time. Like when I'm truly stressed and I'm tired, man, dude, I will binge on some freaking donuts and cookies, man. Like when I tell you binge, in one sitting, I can eat a freaking dozen donuts. Ooh. I could eat like three or four. Nah, bro. Like my, it is bad. Like, but I've got to be like meal prep every single day for like a month straight. Like not a single cheat, right? For me to be like cookie monster. Nom, 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 nom. You know what I mean? Like literally <laughs> throw it down. Cause like once I cave, dude, I cave hard, man. I cheat when I cheat on my meals. I cheat hard, dude. Um, but yeah, man, like. Folks, we got to make it a habit to not only, like, encourage one another, but to show each other, okay, there's different ways of doing things. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I truly believe, again, we live in a, in a freaking soft society where if you're messed up, I can't tell you, hey, man, you fucking up. Right. That's true. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've encouraged people in, in my professional life. I've said... Please tell me things that I'm doing wrong. They almost look like I have ten heads. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I want to. I want to become better. Yeah. I want to improve. And I'm not going to improve unless you give me feedback. Yeah. And if you're not telling me I'm doing bad, there's no way that I can know that I'm doing bad. So you, please, constantly tell me I'm doing something wrong so I can improve. Um, I'm a. I'm an extremely fast learner because of that. Because I won't just sit around and be like, well, I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to do it. I'll do it, and I'll be like, all right, I have these four, four questions. I know this is wrong. And then people will be like, okay, change these things. It'll be right. I'll change those four things. Give it to them. I'll do it again. I'll be like, I know there's some mistakes. So I'll go, I'll be like, I think I got one or two things wrong this time. I'm not quite sure. So look at it. Yeah, you got these two things wrong. Give it back to me. Fix it. Boom. Next time I do it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I got this all right. You want to just check? They're like, uh, yeah, done. It's just, you got to constantly get feedback. If you're not getting feedback in your system, then you're not going to, you're not going to be improving at all. And you know what? I truly, I think that's what like 
should be the challenge for this week. I was going to challenge people for setting a goal. But we already did that. That was like week two or week one. So no, week, week one is is take five minutes to yourself. Dude, I'm already forgetting, man. I got hit in the week head too many times. Week two was find a mentor. No, well, so what was last week? Cause last week was find a mentor. Bro, I worked too much, man. <laughs> Seriously, I, no. All jokes aside, I was gonna go to the other job tonight and help, uh, you know, the guy paint some cabinets and stuff like that. I literally, I was like, shoot. This is week three. All right, so I and okay, I may be wrong, but I think based off what we were just talking about here, I think it should be a different goal. I think this week the challenge um, for everyone. Um, and I know we, we were over the place, folks. You know, this podcast is going to get better. I highly recommend that, you know, you, you leave your input. You leave a comment. Let us know what we're doing good at. Let us know what, you know, you want to hear more of. Um, give us your situation. Maybe we can provide a perspective and some insight on, you know, how we can help you overcome some obstacles. But definitely leave those reviews, okay? Um, but I think this week's challenge should be for people to wherever they are, whether it's a relationship, um, their job. Um, whatever, seek or ask, ask someone who, you know, they're, how do I say it? I'm going to use a relationship for example, right? If you're in a relationship and your relationship isn't going well, ask your significant other what you can do better. Yeah. Have someone else point out something that you can improve upon to help you become a better person. Sure. Like how you were talking about with your job. Hey guys, I want to take myself to the next level. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yep. Right? Instead of using that word so that people aren't like, you know, beating you down like you're doing this wrong and you suck, right? Ask them, hey, what can you do better? A bigger term for you <laughs> is constructive criticism. Bruh, don't listen. All right, hush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look for, like, purposely look. For constructive criticism. All right. Somebody now, brace just says yourself. you're ugly. Don't listen to that. Yeah, don't listen to that. But tell them, hey, what makes you think I'm ugly? Right. Switch it on them. They'll tell you, hey man, you're ugly because, hey, your your gear ain't right. Cool. All right. Whatever. If you're in a situation where your gear needs to be right, well then, all right, you may want to take that as constructive criticism. Because if you're in uh, a tuxedo shop. All right, and your and your clothes are wrinkly, and your you know your, your your jacket is two sizes bigger than what you're supposed to be wearing. All right, you kind of need shirts to step untucked. It up. Exactly, you, you kind of need to step it up, right? And your zippers undone. Come on. But seek self improvement, whether it's your relationship. Listen, some of you have you know kids. Some of you are parents. Ask your kids. Your kids will be the most blunt, honest, transparent like people on this earth. Yes. And give you the most honest feedback. Hey, son, how's my cooking? Terrible. Really? Really, Dad? You really want me to tell you? Like, listen, I throw my food in the garbage when you're not looking. Or, you know, <laughs> I toss it out the window when you're not looking. I give it to the dog. Right, the exactly. The dog won't eat it. I give it to you. Remember the time where you thought it was like the dog made the mess? No, that was me. I just blamed it on him. So I didn't have to eat it, right? Like, no, seriously, like seek that constructive criticism and try doing it in in that field that you want to be great at. Right. Right? Me, personally, I want to get better at, you know, my relationships. I'm clearly doing something wrong. I'm clearly overwhelming the ladies I've been dating or something like that with all my energy and stuff like that. But, uh, like, 
it's just one of the things that, you know, having my son on his way, there is something that I did wrong and I don't want to make that mistake again, whether it's with her or with somebody else. I don't want to repeat the cycle. Correct. So that's, I, I, again, that's what I feel the challenge should be. We can I rock, paper, scissors it. I only thought that it should be the, uh, the plan setting a goal because we talked about our goals from from how we got from where we were to where we are and we had to set goals in order to get there but yeah but never listen you there's never that straight line man mr mr engineer that straight yeah, line it's not a straight line but it's goal setting it is goal setting this is another goal but we can do yours for this week and we'll do goals That's next right week. i punked him here on um i want to say tv on podcasts don't worry, I'll punk you downstairs All on right. the mats. <laughs> so uh, that's the that's the goal for this week. Um, yes. Seek purposely. Purposely seek at least one item of constructive criticism. I'm gonna I'm gonna I gotta take it a step further, man. Okay. I gotta I gotta overload them because we're we're trying to get one percent better, and human nature is to do what's comfortable and do what's safe. Yes. Right? You give them one, granted, they'll do it, but they'll take the easiest way out. Sure. Okay? I want you to find five areas in your life, five things that you know you're not good at and seek constructive criticism in all five of those things. And just write them down. Maybe the week after next or two, three weeks later, right? Then we'll say, uh, you know what? Yeah, and then we can set a goal of how to improve those five Exactly. Things. See, you know where I was going with it. You know where I was going with it. <laughs> so, yep, a couple weeks later, then then we can talk about how to improve on those um those those goals or those areas of weaknesses that you know you kind of fell short on. Folks, I cannot stress this enough. I do want to get better at this podcast. Like me personally, just being able to talk about my life, talk about my goals here. I'm not even kidding. Like it's helping me like push myself even harder at these two jobs. I literally texted uh, my manager from my other job uh, yesterday morning. And I was like, look, I want to get $25,000 in my savings account alone. Right. And I want to get that by the end of this year. Right. And that's just with his, this part-time job. I know I can do it. I know I'm going to have to put in overtime on top of already working my nine to five with, you know, with the full-time job that I have now. Yep. But I told him, Hey, tell me how I can get better on the sales aspect. And then if there's any other rooms that need painting or stuff like that, let me know. I'll, I'll paint one room a night after work, after, you know, working my nine to five. He goes, all right, we'll sit down, talk about your plans. And I told him like, he's got to hold me accountable because if he wants me to help him have a successful business or help build his business, he's got to push me and guide me in the right direction right. to where we can make it happen. Cause at the end of the day, like, if I get better, his company gets better. Right. The more rooms I paint, the more well, money he makes. Well, it's like the the um, person who comes into an interview and they you ask them, where do you see yourself in five years? And they say, in your position. A lot of people are like, whoa. Hey there, Nelly. Yeah. I don't want you taking my job. But if you get the right person, and it's not like a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
trip you and make sure that you fall so that I can take your position. Right. But it's, I'm going to work so hard that it's going to make you look good so you can move into your next position and then I can take it into your position and then you move up. That's 100% a valid concept. Absolutely. And, and kind of what you're saying is if you're getting that constructive criticism from your boss, he says, if you do this, you're going to be able to do this. And you're saying, I want to continuously improve. What's my next step? How do I get to the next level? How do I improve? How do I get step up into this company? They're going to tell you. They're going to look at you and be like, Meg, uh, you need to get better at cutting in on your patent if you want to do better so that we can then make you a supervisor because then we don't have to use tape in order to get you to do trim. Little things like that. I don't know if that I'm just making something up. Yeah, no, it's funny. He, he had me do that yesterday. Cutting in? Yeah, so you can see how I cut, see how quickly I cut. Yep. So that he knows on average how long it may take me to paint an apartment unit. Right. So, right there, now he now he might say, okay, Megs, um, you cut in on a doorway and it takes you 10 minutes to do that, do that job. Um, I'd really like to see you do it in three minutes. And then you can go to your next level. And start moving faster. Start getting Ooh. better. Now, now you know. Now you know. Now you have. It's not just a... Makes you suck at cutting in. How do I suck at cutting in? Well, you take too long. How long is a, how long how long is good? Three minutes is good. Now you have now you have an actual physical item that says if I do this, that means I'm good. You got that clear expectation. You have that goal, you work to it, right. you achieve it. Right. Right? Because you know what you need to do now to get there. Right. Once you get there, now you have it stacked. You're on to the next level, all right? Exactly. Phase one completed. What's phase two? And then phase three and phase four and so on and so forth until you get to that desired level that you want to be in at life. Either you outgrow the company or the company grows to fit you. Exactly. And I'll be honest with you, folks. This is, this is like the truest statement ever. Once you start accomplishing these goals, these little things here, right? With the five goals or the challenges that we have where you... Five, you know, five things that you want to improve on in your life and then have, you know, people give you constructive criticism on that. Once you start getting better at these things, you start, you know, actually following through and trying to get better and have that clear path. Like this stuff is addictive. All yes. right. It's, it's so addicting. Like, dude, like you just want more and more of it because you feel that sense of accomplishment. It drives you, it motivates you, and it pushes you to actually do more. That all jokes aside, man. The, the day after having a streak of like four or five things, you know, a day or a week that you're doing, that one week when you don't accomplish anything, you feel like like garbage, dude. You're, sure. You just feel useless. You feel so out of whack. Like, what the heck am I doing with myself? Right. I got to do something. Right. Then your mindset changes and you start getting into, all right, I'm improving on myself. Okay. How can I impact others now? How can I help others improve their lifestyle? Right. How can I be of value to somebody else now? Instead of, all right, I'm making myself valuable now. How can I be of value to somebody else instead of just for me? You know what I mean? Like you, your mind just goes so many different ways, but in a positive, in a positive, like I guess a positive direction. Right. So I mean, I, I'm getting excited just even talking about this. Um, what are you gonna name this podcast? Because like, in the beginning, we were talking about stocks for a while. <laughs> well, I'm just. It's one percent 
episode three. I'm not. <laughs> nah, we gotta give one each. We gotta give each one a title so that people can kind of get a heads up as to what they're gonna be listening to. Well, uh, what is it? What uh? Goal setting slash constructive criticism slash. Off topic for the first five minutes. That's the title. I think it was like off topic for the first 20 minutes. Okay, off topic for the first 20 minutes, but it gets better. That's what we should put. I'm, that should be the whole title. It's long one, off topic, but it gets a heck of a lot better. Stay tuned. All right. Let's do it. All right, folks. So that's the challenge for today. Um, any final words or nope, anything? No like more that? final words. All right, well. We're longer than we normally are. Uh, are we? Is it longer than not? Yeah. It's been like an hour and a half. All right, so we're going to have to edit it. No, we can just have a long one.